Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name's Adam. Last week when Adam and I were recording, we kind of stumbled upon this brief conversation about press and media and the benefits of that and all of those things. So this week we wanted to come with a clear and practical guide to press. What are they looking for? How can we get them engaged? How can we get coverage of the things that we're doing? Because of course... We want to make art, but we also want people to see that art. And one of the best ways to do that is to get people there. One of the best ways to get people there is to get people talking about your thing. The best people to get talk about your thing are people who have somewhat of an audience. So we're going to talk about some of the practical tips of getting press coverage for your show or your project or whatever it is it might be. We think that these are some things that uh, can be helpful. I think two of the questions that we can start by asking are, what are they looking for and how can we make their job easier? Because this is a reciprocal relationship. That's actually what we were talking about last week. It's this idea that like, yeah, they're doing us a favor by covering our show or our work, but let's do them a favor as well. Let's not expect them to do all the work. Let's do the work for them and give them the tools that they need to make their job easier. And that's going to ensure that we are more likely to get that coverage. So let's first talk about traditional press. This is like newspapers or the weekly paper in your community or online people who are writing articles, um, things that are a little bit more traditional press. We'll talk about kind of influencers and online, uh, online press, if you will. Uh, in a second, but we're going to talk about this traditional press first of all. And there are a few things that you can provide that are going to make their jobs easier and therefore them more likely to cover what it is that you're making. First of all, a clear write up. Take some time to consider what it is that you're making, what it is that you want to highlight in what you're making, and what their readers might find interesting. And sometimes this would require you to maybe write different things depending on who the audience of the press person you're reaching out to is. Uh, You're going to provide potentially something different based on who their audience is. So take time to really consider what it is that their audience might want to hear about what it is that you're doing. It's also important. Think about what you're making or what event you're putting on from the perspective of someone who's never heard of you before and has no clue what it is that you're doing. Hmm. Because sometimes we're wrapped up in our art. We know everything about the show. And then I'll go tell someone what we're doing. And they're like, I don't know anything about that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're doing. And I have to go, oh, it's basically going to be a music show where there's lights and whatever it is. Like explain it to someone pretending they have no clue what it is because you don't want to confuse people when they don't know what they're going to be writing about. The next thing that it's really important to provide uh, anybody from the press is, is high quality video and or photo assets. And I'm telling you, if you have this, you are about 15 times more likely to be covered. When is the last time that you saw an article about anything that wasn't accompanied by some sort of visual image? It's essential in today's media landscape that we provide this. One of the things that we do often for our events is to literally mock them up to some degree so that we can shoot high quality photo and video assets before the event happens. In fact, we were just 
uh, today. We have an event coming up at the end of May called The Seasons, and part of that event is some falling leaves and some falling snow and that kind of thing. Adam and I were testing that today, but we were really uh, intentional about recording some of those tests so that it's just some more media that we can publish on our own social channels. So there's always this opportunity for us to kind of mock the event up and take some high quality photo and video assets. It's one of the challenges that we have actually is that our events are often one-offs. So it's not like we can use the photo and video from the last time we did the same exact event and use that to promote the upcoming one. So we have to do this quite a bit. When you're taking those photo and video assets, this is really, this is a very interesting phenomenon. I know artists who will hire a videographer who will come in and shoot something, not even a 16 by nine frame, but like a cinema frame. So it's this very long, narrow band that's even longer and more narrow than a 16 by nine aspect ratio. And they pay them a lot of money or they use really fancy gear and they shoot this really beautiful stuff. And it's just in one aspect ratio and it's not an aspect ratio that any media platform wants. And so think about how, honestly, it is probably more valuable for you to shoot portrait-oriented media on your cell phone than it is to pay $3,000 for a videographer to come shoot in a cinema uh, cinema aspect ratio. Like the wide, 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 wide screen? Yes. IMAX yeah. to the max? Yeah. You definitely want to be aware of where this is going. Uh, if it's If you're trying to get it run on TV... A television is not cinema. Cinema. Yeah. And the news, 16 by 9. The news channels or, you know, whoever it is that would be publishing this video, they're not looking for like a high budget ultra cinematic. Right. You know, they're they're running like local news stories and talking about happenings going on. They don't need you to spend more money on the promo materials than you're going to make on the event. On the, yeah, the show itself for sure. Yeah, and also one thing you do want to make sure you do is offer multiple aspect ratios of this media. So if you're giving it to someone who has, let's say they have a TV show, but they also have Instagram, give them a trimmed down version that fits on Instagram without having to crop because people will crop your stuff if you don't do it for them and they will give you unfavorable crops. They will post it with the captions cropped out the title of the show will be cropped out whatever it is that you want people to see make a version for the device that they're going to be posting it on and a huge rule get rid of the fade don't fade in from black don't fade out from black if you put a video on the internet with a fade 99.9 percent of people will scroll by the video by scroll past the video before the fade is over it's definitely true. You want to pattern interrupt. Hit them with the first frame being something compelling, not a black square. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely do that. And when you do have all of that media compiled, put it into one Dropbox folder. Mm-hmm. Clearly label everything. If you don't have Dropbox, use Google Drive, whatever it is, we transfer and send it. When you say clearly label, how? here's an example. 16 by 9 video credit Adam Sliger. Right. Yeah. And it do you do want to include photo and video credits or if you don't need them to credit the photo and video because you made it, Say tell them too. you don't yeah. need to attribute this or attribute it to me. 
whatever it is, because the less follow-up questions they have to do, the better. Yep. And then one of the things that we do is we make a lot of our stuff just readily available or inaccessible in the same place on a consistent basis. So if you have a website, just do like yourname.com slash media. And you should just always update that page with the latest stuff that you want to provide and then always send out the same link. And you can say, hey, all of the photo and video is clearly labeled at this website, yourname.com slash media. And if you do those things, provide a clear write-up, really high quality photo and video assets and multiple aspect ratios that have a release to them um, and provide it in a readily accessible place, it is going to almost ensure that you get some sort of coverage if what you're making is actually interesting. Yeah. And one other thing to consider if you are trying to get local news media to cover your event, don't have all of your videos depend on sound. Because there are going to be times where they're running a segment on the local art goings on of the month. And they'll throw your B-roll up on screen and talk about your event over the video. So if every video you send is you saying, hey, it's me, come see my event, they might not want to run that in the type of segment. So have edits with sound and some without. Yeah, it's really essential that you create a B-roll reel. So that's going to be clean cuts, not fancy transitions, no fade in, no fade out, no audio. It's just really great visuals of what it is that you want them to talk about. And this is like what the things that we're talking about right now are the most basic ideas of what it takes to get press coverage. And I will be honest, like I regularly go on the news and talk about upcoming arts events in our community. And I'll reach out to multi-million dollar arts organizations and they do not have these things. You should always at any moment, if you want press coverage, be able to say, Within 30 seconds, I will text you a link to where all this information already lives. Yeah, there was one where you went on the news and they they asked me for some media for the art stuff you were covering. And I just had to make my own video out of the pictures. I mean, they had photography of all their stuff and I just threw it into Final Cut and I put uh, like a pan effect. So it looked like it was a video getting filmed across the art. And I threw like eight eight photos into a video and sent that to you. Yeah. They could have had someone do that. And it, it took me 20 minutes. You yeah. Know. You're welcome, arts organization. <laughs> Unnamed museum. <laughs> I did you a big favor and then you were on the news. And they don't even know I did that. Oh. All right. So the next, that's that's traditional press. And honestly, yeah, do, do that. Just do this. If you have not done what we just talked about, do it. Um, the next thing that we'll talk about is like influencers. And this could be people who have a following that you don't know. It could be people who have a following you do know. It could be like your group of friends who all have 200 other friends on social media. Like I think all of these things apply. And we'll go back to those top two questions that we asked at the beginning of the episode. One, what are they looking for? And two, how can you make their job easier? Influencers are looking for the opportunity to create more content that they can post on their social platforms. So if you want an influencer to cover what it is that you're making, chances are it's going to be difficult for them to cover something that is uh, coming up in the future and a one-off. But if you're doing a gallery show that's going to last for a week or a gallery show that will be installed for a month, that's a really great opportunity to take some of these tips into uh, into mind and to do them. 
So while you're designing your show, for instance, take time to consider how can I cultivate an area as part of my show that's a really great opportunity for people to take photos that they are going to want to publish on their feed. So you know, a lot of the things that we do include very intentional, intentionally designed photo opportunities not for them to take pictures of the things that we've made, but for them to take pictures of themselves in the context of the things that we've made. So if you have a really cool art show and you're hanging pictures all over the wall, think about creating a three-dimensional environment that fits in with the aesthetic of the show that you can create that people can take photos in. And then, whether it's an influencer with 100,000 followers who is coming to your thing because they're an influencer and you invited them, or they're your friends who have 200 followers, every time somebody takes and shares a picture from that photo installation, it's going to reach more people and help get those people to come to the thing that it is that you've made. Yeah, like the, the classic version of this is something everyone's seen, which is a step and repeat which is basically, if you don't know, a big backdrop that has yeah, it's like the, logos. the Oscars, the thing they stand in front of that the Oscars that has the Oscars logo and like the CBS yeah. logo and whatever the like presenting sponsor is. Yeah. And it's called a step and repeat because the logos go like diagonally like a staircase and then it repeats over and over. But yes, you could get a step and repeat. Push yourself to make something interesting. Yeah. Push yourself to do something cooler than that. And people will gladly share all kinds of pictures from your event. Another thing that you can do to help um, influencers when you're reaching out to them uh, or after they've come to your event or before they come to your event, whenever, is to give them some examples of captions. What are the things that you want them to say? Again, make their job easier rather than than, than them having to go find what the name of the venue is, to find when the end date is, like just provide them with all that information. Hey, this show is happening at such and such location through June 14th. Like just tell them and make it easy for them. And then also give them a plus one. Like they're actually part of why people want to be an influencer so they can go to stuff. And nobody likes to go to stuff alone. So give them a plus one and they're more likely to come because then it's like, yeah, I can bring a friend and I'm going to do it. And they're more likely to get good pictures because they're not (laughs) going to be doing selfie mode, selfie stick uh, photos. They're going to have someone there with them that can be the one that takes their picture. Yep. And with influencers, you know, you might not be getting people that have a million followers or 10,000 followers even, but there's such a thing as, uh, I've heard it called micro-influencers, which I feel like is uh, an interesting word for it. But there are definitely people who have small but dedicated followings who are really into a certain niche. So there are people who maybe only have 2,000 followers. Niche. Niche. Do you say niche? (laughs) Are you niche guy? That's why. I mean, that's how you say it. I say niche. I I heard. (laughs) Um, But, you know, whatever their niche is, like... For example, I have a lot of friends who are kind of like Disney micro-influencers, I guess you could say. Maybe they have 10,000 followers, but like they're super involved. And they if, some, if they go out to dinner at a certain restaurant and post about it, they'll be sharing stories of other people. Oh, I went to this restaurant because so-and-so did. And I'll see 10, 15 people all go to the same restaurant that that person went to. So if you've got someone who's got an engaged local following that's going to do way more for your thing than if like the fifth Kardashian. Oh, sure. Of course. So, you know, that engaged local kind of micro influencer person 
it's a great person to have come to your show. Yeah. Well, I hope this was helpful. And I mean, honestly, we are speaking from experience. These things are proven methodologies. And so if you do them, you're going to get some press. Granted, it does require the caveat of if what you're making is actually worth talking about, which I hope that it is. I expect that it is. And the more you do it and the more you do these things, uh, the more talked about it will get and it will help you continue to do what it is that you want to do. So thanks for hanging out with us. Join us on Instagram at Entrepreneur Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Oh, and P.S. P.P.S. If you want to see creativecityproject.com slash media, that is our revolving media page, like Cole mentioned. So take a look around. It's got links to our Dropbox. It's got a press inquiry box it's got all kinds of stuff you can look around at so we're making this episode what does it say at the top of that page well right now it's about uh no no no. what does it say at the very top oh compelling photo and video content making it easy for you to cover our events in ways your audience can't resist read it one more time because that's the entire episode uh making it easy for you you being the The media media person to cover our events in ways your audience can't resist here's all the photos videos and information you need so yeah take a look around peruse if you want a real life example that's what we send to the press and we get lots Lots of coverage so all right see ya see you next time